I've changed direction in my career countless times. 10 years of being a youth worker, 14 years in entertainment. And in that first 10 years, I worked with homeless young people, I worked with young offenders, I worked with neat young people, not in education or training. I worked with refugees and asylum seekers. So many different specific areas of youth work I worked in over 10 years. And each time I had to learn something brand new and I had to meet a brand new group of people. And I kept it going in entertainment. I was never satisfied being an actor, a voice artist, a writer, a rapper, a comedian. Each time I had to humble myself and get ready for potential failure, but it was the risk that I loved. And it can be those moments, those leaps of faith that can propel you into a, a brave new world. I'm Ben Bailey Smith, and this is A Prison's Guide Too, the podcast series all about unearthing life lessons, not from CEOs, entrepreneurs and celebrities, but from one of the most overlooked sources of inspiration the staff behind brick walls and barbed wire fences, the people who make up the prison service across England and Wales. And in this final episode, we're offering a guide to taking the leap. Over the last month, ACAST Creative, along with HM Prison and Probation Service, have been asking prison staff how they took a leap in life by deciding to pursue a career in the service. Knowing what we want to achieve in life can be easy. But taking the leap, that can be tough. We all admire that go-getter who dives full speed ahead into an anxiety-inducing change in career or life. But for you to become that self-starter, that can be daunting. Feeling confident in taking that leap is a tool we could all use. Because at one point or another, we're all going to want to pursue something new. We just need that inner fortitude to go for it. Today, we'll be hearing from a range of prison service staff and former prisoners who did just that. A collection of inspiring individuals who took the leap. We're starting today with Rachel, an operational support grade or OSG at HMP Chelmsford. Things might be different now, but one of Rachel's first steps into a prison was a nervy experience. The first time I did night shifts. I walked into that wing and I was terrified because you're on there all night and you're with like a hundred or maybe even more prisoners. And I was literally, I was shaking. I didn't know what I was going to do. Whereas now I probably stroll onto the wing, knock on all their doors, say, hello, you're right, sort of thing. Have a bit of a laugh with them. Tell them to like turn the music up if it's a good song. For Rachel, her leap of faith felt like it was something that needed to happen. Feeling at a bit of a dead end, she hoped that a change in career could give her a sense of direction that she felt had been missing. I just really wanted to get a new career because I was stuck in a dead-end job, really, with no sort of career progression. Very low, because when you're in a job that you're not happy with and you kind of feel like there's no progression, you kind of get into that slump where you're like, I've got nothing, there's no purpose to what I'm doing, there's nothing I'm going into work for every day. And... Just within the first week of starting in the prison service, I instantly knew this was going to be the job for me because it, it gave me a purpose of what I was doing every day was actually making a difference. I work with prisoners. I can get screamed and shout at 
and it's made me a lot more confident. I feel like I'm such a confident person now. I hardly am anxious anymore. It's amazing how it really has changed me as a person to be more a confident woman. Whilst that new direction proved to be the right move for Rachel, it didn't always feel like that was going to be the case. It was actually an act of defiance that sealed Rachel's decision. Defiance against friends and family who weren't sure she'd be up to it. When I first got the job offer, I was shocked because I thought I wasn't going to get it. And I was in two minds of what I was going to do. And I even remember me and my mum, we sat and made pro and cons list and we had them up on the wall for like a week. Because I, I, I honestly did not know what to do and I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And I had the other side of it where friends and family members were going, you can't work in a prison, like you're not tall enough, like you have to be big and scary sort of thing and intimidating and to be able to protect yourself. But when they said that to me, it kind of made me want to do it more because I wanted to prove them wrong. Rachel faced a fork in the road and she took what felt like a risk, choosing not to be guided by preconceived notions or stereotypes of what sort of person can work in the prison service. And thus far, Rachel's career has proven she was right all along. Just because I'm not the stereotypical person that would work in a prison doesn't mean I can't work in a prison. And once I started, I realised there was no stereotypical person that works in a prison. It's so diverse. It's insanely diverse. And anyone can work there. You just need to make sure you've got a good work ethic. You're ready to work hard and be there for your team. You've got to be such a good team player. But other than that, anybody could work there. If you really want to improve on your confidence, improve on your career, anybody can apply for this job. It doesn't matter where you come from, what gender you are, what background you have. And that decision to choose the service, it didn't just help Rachel find her confidence inside the prison walls. It helped her harness new skills as part of her day-to-day -day life. The prison service has changed me as a person for the best. It really has made me more confident. I'm less anxious now. It's even to the point where I read people so well now because when you're working nights, you do work on a wing and you do, you're very face-to-face -face with prisoners and you need to be able to read them to see what they actually want. And it would be funny, like, we could be on a, a night out and a group of lads will come in and I can instantly know right away if they're good or bad news. And it actually happened not that long ago and I said to all my friends... We need to go. These guys aren't good. And they're like, what? Why? They look fine. Like, stereotypically, they looked fine. But I know in my head from just what I've seen at work and how people act and reading them. I was like, no, we need to go. We left. And about an hour later, a fight did break out. And funny enough, it was them guys. And it's just knowing how to read people, not by just what they look like stereotypically. It's how they are as persons and getting into their heads and knowing what their next step is going to be. And maybe that's true for all of us when changing course. We might know what the obvious positives could be when it comes to a new venture, but beyond those, there may be some more surprising benefits that help our growth. When you work in a prison, you've really got to listen to the prisoner that you're talking to and understand what their problem is and how you can help them. And you apply that in everyday life. Just even if it's my boyfriend coming home and telling me how awful his day was, I can be like oh, well, this is how you can resolve it and, you know, being positive about it. Just little things like that, talking to your friends and making sure that your friends are safe as well when you're out and about. Working in retail had Rachel feeling like she was in a bit of a rut. But listening to her today, there's no doubt she's not only building an arsenal of new skills, 
she's also finding fulfillment in supporting the prisoners in her care. When you get a prisoner say to you, like, thank you, miss, you've done this for me, thank you so much, you go home with a big smile on your face. You're, you're smiling as you're driving home because you're like, if I didn't do that today, he could have been in the, a worse estate, anything could have happened to him. And you just think, I've made a difference to somebody's life today. And when you're in prison, that is your life. You're staring at four walls and little things like that can just make such a huge impact on their life. So me just doing that little thing for them and me driving home going, yeah, I did that today. No, it's not just that. You've impacted their day, their whole life at the minute. So that's kind of the biggest satisfaction you get from the job. You get a lot of fulfilment when you're working nights and it's very prisoner-facing because you actually get to see who you're working for and they're all trying to ask you stuff. As you're doing the count, they're all going, Miss, can you get that? Miss, can you get this for me? And just doing little jobs like that for them just makes their whole day. I get a lot of purpose for like waking up every day and wanting to go into work. Sometimes when you're in a bit of a dead-end job and you're in a bit of a slouch, you kind of think, if I weren't to go in today, nothing would change. My shift would get covered by somebody else and that would still sort of carry on. Whereas when I wake up, I go, right, this is what I've got to do today. I've got to make sure um, me and my team have got this organised. Otherwise, prisoners are going to start kicking off because they haven't got their mail or they haven't got their canteen. Like, you have a purpose to go into work. You know that if you go in, you're going to be making a difference to somebody's life that day and you're going to be that person that does that for them. Rachel's whole point of view can remind us that embracing a bit of change in life doesn't have to be about that next step being perfect. It can also be about learning something new about ourselves. I heard a quote once saying every step is the right step when it is about career because whatever step you take in life, you learn from it. You either take that step and you excel and you go somewhere else. If you take that step and it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because you're gaining and you're earning information as you're working through your life and different career goals. If I can do it, honestly, anybody can do it and just kind of be prepared to take that leap. It's worth remembering that everything you heard about Rachel today, she once thought she couldn't do. Suffering from anxiety and low confidence, Rachel felt stumped. It took a show of faith in herself to start a new chapter, something that Rachel thinks is within us all. I work with the most diverse, friendly people I think I've ever worked with in my life. It's from all kind of all around the world, all different cultures and religions, sexuality. It's insane the amount of people that I work with. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like. I felt like I was one of them that couldn't. I really did think that. And I had a lot of family members telling me that I don't think you could do it. You're not strong enough. You would just cry and have a meltdown now and again. Sometimes I do, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it's fine. And I've definitely gained a lot of strength and a lot of confidence whilst working there. So if you want to improve on yourself, just honestly, just go for it. You've got nothing to lose. Next up, you'll be hearing from Ishmael, a trainee forensic psychologist at HMP Franklin. Unlike Rachel, Ishmael's move into the prison service saw him leave a job he was pretty comfortable with as he left his desk at a high street bank to dedicate himself to rehabilitation and the prison service. So I got my degree in 2016, my master's in forensic psychology. Straight after that, I started applying for trainee forensic psych posts. I was unsuccessful about 
two or three times over the the next sort of four years following this and every time I would come back with you need relevant experience in this and you need experience in that and every time I tried I worked for probation I worked for mind the mental health charity I worked for the police I did everything I could whilst having a normal job to pay the bills as you have to as well. With a clear vision in mind Ishmael had to stay focused on his goals. While working a day job in a bank, he made use of all the hours he had working evenings and weekends to gain relevant experience. At this point, I was working for Santander, so I was working in mortgage complaints at this point, and I was working with Mind and Cleveland Police on nights. As you can imagine, it was it was tough just trying to get that ticky box exercise, but equally working for the, the bank, obviously bills still, still need to be paid. You still need to have a job while pursuing your, your dreams and your ambitions. So it was tough working all those hours a week and then having to try and find extra time to pursue a little dream on the side. For Ishmael, he'd always known the field he wanted to work in. But unfortunately, conventional routes weren't proving effective. So he found a different way in. I think the moment I realised that I, I was maybe being a little bit crazy was when the job came up as a prison officer because I'd kind of been trying to, to get enough experience in my pocket to apply for the next role as a trainee psychologist that was going to come out. If I hadn't have got this position as a trainee forensic psychologist, I would have stayed happily as a prison officer. I would have developed my skills there, tried to get a promotion and seek it through that way. But there always would have been a part of me that would have still been applying for this role. So whether I got it in two years or whether I got it in 20 years, I always knew that I was going to get this role. Opportunity can present itself in peculiar ways. Ishmael hadn't imagined that his training was leading to a role in the prison service. And like Rachel, his friends and family weren't sure it was for him. But Ishmael believed that when opportunity knocked and he could fulfil his dream of pursuing a career in psychology, he couldn't turn it down. There's always horror stories and there's always bad things that you hear about prisons and offenders and things that happen inside jail and you're not quite sure whether to believe them or not and you're not quite sure where all these stories come from, like they must have a source. But I think it was just more people trying to say, like, you've got a pretty good number here. You know, you, you sit, you've got your own desk, just sit in a computer, you leave at 4pm, like, why do you want to go work Christmas Day and have someone on a dirty protest and have, like, taken weapons off people and get assaulted at work. Like, why would you want that? Do you know what I mean? You're sat in a corner desk with two screens, it's pretty comfy, and you get Saturday and Sunday off, you've got it pretty good. But I'm so glad that I took that leap because I don't think I wavered, but I think a lot of the people around me weren't sure that I would thrive in that kind of environment. But I honestly, I can't even express to you how happy I am that I took the leap. Absolutely everything that they said would happen has or did happen in the first year of me working there. So after that, I was kind of like, well, you know, it's it's all right. I mean, it's awful to think, really, but, like, I've worked Christmas Day, you know, I've taken weapons off people, I've dealt with dirty protests. Like, it's... And then it just kind of becomes the norm, just the same way it was when I was sat with my feet up with two screens working for the bank. It was... It just kind of becomes a new norm. And because of the new skills you required... You just, you're better for it. A lesson from Ishmael's story that we can maybe all learn from is that when the stars don't align perfectly, we might have to take a path we hadn't imagined to get to the place we're trying to go. But whilst the journey might look different, the destination can be the same. The amount of tenacity and the amount of stretch that you feel like you, you have to have inside you to be flexible, but also to be strict with the rules, 
is incredible. I didn't realize what I was capable of until I started working there. Ishmael's story speaks to resilience and also perseverance. Maybe taking a leap won't work out the next time we try it or the time after that. But we just need to look to Ishmael to see that that doesn't mean achieving our goals is beyond reach. It takes time and it takes us being proactive. So obviously success means many different things to many different people. For me it was getting this job role and taking that leap of faith as well. I learned loads about myself, obviously a lot about the different services that I could work in. And then also just about being brave because sometimes, well, you're not, you're not going to succeed 100% of the time and you're not always going to be able to catch your dreams, but it doesn't mean that you haven't caught them this time, you can't get them next time. And the time after that and the time, it's just perseverance, success and dreams and ambition and aspirations, everything just kind of falls under the same umbrella. But you need hard work and dedication to get there because no one was ever successful overnight. So having that end goal in mind, having that kind of drive, determination, motivation and trying to see yourself in that position because it's, it's only another, another one step away from me now whereas it used to be so far away. It used to look like it was miles and mountains need to be climbed but now it's, it's two and a half years and one course while completing my job role which sounds easy and I, I understand it's going to be hard work but now that I'm here, this is the final the final step. Our final guest of the series is Femi. Yeah, I definitely thought the prison guards would not be on my side. I thought they'd they'd be the enemy. I was expecting that prison officers would literally just make my life hell. So yeah, that's that's what I thought going in definitely. <laughs> I would say that they're just regular people. They're just normal people trying to do a job. I realised that it literally wasn't an us and them. And after a, a couple of months, you quickly, you, you sort of realise that actually you're both parties are in a difficult situation and just trying to make it work. Femi is a former prisoner who made a change during his time inside by pursuing education. There was one particular officer when I came off the induction wing and onto one of the main wings. Um, and... Yeah, he he literally just sort of took a, a personal interest in, in a book I was holding. I was reading uh, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. He just saw the book and he was like, oh, what's the book like? He just asked me about the book and started a conversation. From there, he maintained that sort of approach and that attitude and he continued to be someone that I would go to if I needed to get something done. He was that, that officer that I was like, okay, if I ask him, he's actually gonna try and sort things out. And nine times out of 10, he was able to. When you know you've got someone who's just trying to, to do good stuff for people, um, trying to help people, you do approach them and you feel to yourself, okay, you're quite confident that this person's not gonna fob you off. He's not gonna sort of say, I've got no time for that. He's going to let you know if he can do something or if he can't do something. For me, I was, wanted to try and get into education and I just went to him and said, look, I've, I'm stuck in the cell. I haven't heard anything back yet. Can you sort me out? And he said, well, I'll speak to a friend of mine in education, see what we can do. And literally two days later, I was on the course that I'd asked for. So that makes a massive difference. 
when you know you've got someone who's actually trying to help you out. For Femi, it was asking for help that kick-started his pursuit of new skills. I initially just wanted to get onto art and design. Um, my cellmate was doing art and design and he kept saying, oh yeah, the guy's really cool, the course tutor is really cool. So I just thought, look, I, d I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm doing something. So I w got onto the art and design course, but then I spoke to someone on the yard and they had all these different options that I'd never heard of, never considered. Um, doing a criminology module with University of Westminster. I'd never even thought about higher education while I'm in prison. And so when I discovered some of these courses and spoke to the educator who sort of organised them, um, this educator was so enthusiastic that he was putting loads of different options in front of me. Things like debating, philosophy, creative writing. And I just thought to myself, I'm going to say yes to everything. So I tried to get into education full time, which happened. And I never thought I'd do art and design. I never thought I'd paint anything. I never thought I'd write creatively, start writing novels or whatever. But it was enjoyable to do that kind of stuff. And time spent trying something new can offer more than what's on the face of it. An attempt at a new direction could give you transferable skills and qualities that you might not have seen coming. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone into like acting school or become a, a, a debating barrister or anything like that. But I would say the mindset that I gained where these were things I would never have thought of doing before going into prison. Whereas that experience sort of made me open and made me think, oh, well, maybe I've got some skills that I've never thought about and I can just, I can use these. So in the job that I'm doing now, I've had to do a lot of things that I've never done before, like recording podcasts and <laughs> giving evidence before parliamentary committees things I would never have thought I would ever do. But because of that mindset I developed in prison where it was just jump into it, give it your best, I've been able to, to accomplish a lot and try a lot of new things that have helped me out just to develop as a person, to develop new skill sets and to actually do better in the job that I'm doing now. Incredibly pertinent to listen today to the stories of, of Rachel and Ishmael and Femi especially when I think of how many times I've changed direction in my life and how many times I've jumped up and tried something that I thought might be terrifying. I think specifically about that first time I decided to try and work with young homeless people. Homelessness is something that we often find very, very scary, that fear of imagine if that was me. And working with them, I thought I would never be able to see eye to eye with them because how could I appreciate how extreme their situation was? In fact, the opposite was true. Their level of understanding and lack of jealousy or, I don't know, um, resentment that I had a roof over my head was never ever even close to apparent. And I quickly realised these people are just people. Similarly, the first time I jumped on stage and attempted to do stand-up comedy, I had no idea what it might lead to, that it would 
lead to me writing and, you know, acting and voicing podcasts like this one. But in that moment, I was embarking on the development of transferable skills that I never knew I had. So what we're talking about is almost a calculated risk. Deep down, you feel like something needs to change. You feel like your life could take on a whole new wave of influence and inspiration if you did something that might at first feel like a complete 180. And that has to begin with bravery. Sometimes even ignoring the negativity of, of people around you. As Rachel did, as Ishmael did, their friends, their family thought, ooh, no, 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 prison service. I don't think that's your style. But how do we know what is our style? How do we know what is our vibe until we try it? You know, across the prison service, you're going to find a large number of staff whose careers started with them taking a leap into what felt like the unknown. You know, and as we've heard today, it's never easy. Life is always going to put up hurdles that prevent us from trusting ourselves and trying something new, taking those risks. It could be the biases that we've heard about. It could be the self-doubt we heard about from Rachel. Whatever it is, we have to find resolve to step into the unknown. And just as today's guest described, we have to be proactive. Even if, like Femi mentioned, it means asking others for help. Because when it comes down to it, if we have a goal, if we want a change, we have to take a leap to reach it. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about working for His Majesty's Prison and Probation Service, all you need to do is search online for prison jobs. <laughs>